We are into the very last episode of the Laurier Football Presents Chalk Talk podcast of the season and of 2020. Uh, this will be episode 11. Uh, it's been a journey. Uh, <laughs> we got an uh, episode about the process, the process volume two. Uh, we got uh, two alumni guests on here. We got uh, Tanner Cadwalader. How are you, Tanner? Oh, I'm well, thanks. How are you? Oh, I'm peachy. And we have Malcolm Thompson. How are you, Mal? Good, man. I'm good. Hey, good to hear. Um, so I thought we would need a good episode, a very, not to say other episodes haven't been good, but just like I wanted a quality, very good episode. And I wanted also, I thought starting or finishing how we started with uh, our first episode being the process was a great idea as well. Um, and on that topic, I knew you guys and, you know, your journeys, um, got to be shared for sure. Cause they're both unique in their own ways and extremely respectable and, and, um, kind of, you know, motivating for sure. So, um, we'll just kind of start, uh, Tanner, you know, you had a unique kind of way onto Laurier over here, um, yeah. Tell us a bit about, you know, your start into the OUA. Yeah, so uh, out of high school, I grew up in Georgetown, Ontario. Um, and from there, I went uh, to Western. And I, I signed there. Uh, I signed there pretty early, like all things considered uh, in the process, I guess. Like it was like, I don't know. I think my season had just ended and the OUA season was still going when I signed there. They were like, I think they were playing Guelph or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, I spent my first year there, uh, practice squad, like, receiver. Um, I had never played receiver before. I was, like, a quarterback before. Um, so that was just, you know, another learning Offensive experience. guy, though. Yeah, yeah, I was, uh, I was a weapon. And, uh, <laughs> and you, you – did you enjoy that year? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, honestly, like, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> playing receiver and, like, their, their uh, defense, like, in, the, in those years, like, had some – really really like good football players so yeah that's um like they had just brought over a guy uh from albany named clay harris so i got to like rep rep against him a lot and uh calvin johnson he was from uh the lions uh, <laughs> <laughs> a little brampton uh db who was pretty good yeah. played half um so yeah like you know repping against those guys is always cool um it was weird like you don't get as many reps when you go to a big school like that like they had like 15 other guys repping in the slot through training camp yeah for sure so, like, it was very very selective on your reps and you kind of had to like really really perform to, yeah and like, and what would you say like was was the nail in the coffin on your decision to transfer to laurier um we just uh we got into like winter camp and like spring camp and stuff like that and uh it was just a lot of the same uh that i experienced in my first year where like you're just not getting your reps you know what i mean and i went from yeah playing like similar to you like where it was kind of a small town and I got every rep I wanted you know all that stuff yeah tough change to like you know have like three four reps of team in in total yeah Uh, exactly and then also like playing like receiver and slot like out of the backfield a little bit like you know your touches are dependent on if they're throwing the ball or if you're getting carries a lot of different things yeah you know it was uh it was just so so different um and it was also you know like it was at the time, it was like two and a half hours from Georgetown to get to uh, London. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my mom was uh, diagnosed with cancer like just that year. So uh, 
driving back and forth like two and a half hours just seemed like a bit of a stretch. So yeah, for sure. Uh, and and Laurier, that Laurier. would be difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laurier was, you know, like closer to home by, I guess an hour and a bit. Um, Laurier had recruited me since very early with uh, Dave Morrissey living in Georgetown and stuff like that, recruiting my brother. So it felt like just like a good family uh, fit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and, you know, um, I came in the same year as you and, you know, you definitely molded in with the team right away. Like you could tell it was a good fit for you culturally. You and I showed up to the same summer run, I think. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And Mal, you you came, you know, into Laurier all the way down from Windsor. Windsor, Ontario, man. And you came with a couple of the buds. Like, did you and Eli and Carson like kind of all know each other and commit together, and or, or, or like talk about that, or was it just kind of co- coincidence? Yeah. So me and Carson, we uh, went to the same grade school, went to the same high school, and then uh, I actually met Eli playing Ravens. I, we played our varsity year together, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, like we were we were getting recruited by like all the teams, uh, mainly Windsor. Like that's where I had my first recruiting trip on. It was Windsor. Um, and then I think we came to practice one day and we're all like, yo, I have a recruiting trip to, to Laurier this on this Hoko. He's like, yo, Carson's like, yo, I, I have it too, man. And then he was like, yeah, I got one too. So we all just went up, yeah. went up together and, uh, had a good time. Yeah, great time, bro. <laughs> great time, man. Home, homecoming, you know, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Um, and that's honestly one of the, like the only, uh, recruiting trips I went on. Yeah. And, and like me, me and Carson, we love the vibe. We love the environment. That's what really brought us here. Mm-hmm. And me and Carson actually really, we committed right after. And Eli took a bit to, to commit after that. But yeah, it was, uh, it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. Um, I bet like having that group of kind of boys coming from the same place to the same school was definitely comforting. <laughs> but uh, after you guys got here, you know, you definitely both had to take on some hurdles. Um, you know, Tanner moved on to the defensive side of the ball. He, he said he was playing offense pretty much his whole life. So that in its own was definitely a unique challenge. And, and you know, injuries are, are both on their way. So uh, Tanner, when you like switch to defense, like coming, coming as an offensive player your entire life, what, what transition was that for you? Uh, it's a bit weird. Like, when you're on offense, especially when you're playing like quarterback and some of them, like the minor football leagues in, in Canada, like just really was just kind of easy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was getting the ball every single play and like choosing what I wanted to do with it. That was like all you want. And then when you switch to defense, there's no ball anymore. Like nobody's getting touches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of then becomes like a race to make the play, like a race to make the tackle or like, you know, make a play on the ball or whatever. So you know, it was a bit of like a, a transition for me to understand, like, nobody's getting touches. <laughs> so just go hit somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, but I, I learned to love it, like, really quick. Like, my special teams role was pretty, like, thorough in the, my first year. So that mm-hmm. kind of got me, like, getting physical with people and, like, hitting people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that, that just, I don't know, the transition seemed, like, a lot easier than I think some people might have with it. Yeah, especially to go from like quarterback to, to hitting people. I don't know. People yeah. Might that, heavy. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and Mal, you, you came in and 
in your very like in your rookie year the summer before you came in did you hurt your knee yeah I came in <laughs> it's a funny story but I came in with a torn ACL um I remember on our on our <laughs> recruiting trip coach Cam sat me and me Carson and Eli down and we were talking about playing Ravens that summer we were talking about doing um some seven on seven mm-hmm. and coach Cam said oh I don't I don't think you guys should do that um you know you might get hurt and me, Eli, were the only guys to to do Ravens and seven on seven. And guess what happened? We both both tore ACLs and came with ACLs and Carson didn't. That was crazy. <laughs> I'll never forget that either because uh, it was like the same weekend. Um, like Eli and Trey were the two leading rushers in the country in like the minor leagues. Like mm-hmm. Trey was in the OFC, Eli was in the OVFL, and they were both like like yeah. on the radar. Like I yeah. I heard about it because like my brother was signed to Laurier that year. Okay. Uh, so I hear about these two backs who are like coming in as rookies and going to really compete and like they're the top dogs in these minor leagues. And then the same weekend, they both do their ACL. Yeah, bro. And I, I was playing in the OFC that year. And the very next week, we were supposed to play Trey's team. And like we were getting ready to play like this crazy back. And like I had played with Trey before that. So I kind of knew him. Yeah. Um, and, and then, yeah, obviously we, we didn't play him. But that would definitely be a difficult challenge coming into your very first year and, and going into a new place, obviously for school, but a lot of that decision is on football and mm-hmm. not really being able to ride that wave the first little while. But by the time you were, you know, riding that wave and, and you got that starting spot in your second year, you made some noise. Like, did, did you get any award in that second season? Yeah, I was a second team OUA. Jeez. And, yeah, and that I was your in, first season in the league, right? Yeah, that was the first season. I came in as a as a free safety that that season, but there were some injuries. I think uh, Ben Millar went down, Isaiah went down with a knee injury, so we had to kind of shuffle up the the whole lineup. And uh, I honestly, and then they moved me to to boundary half, and I honestly like I hated it, man. I wanted mm-hmm. to I wanted to quit for the first like two weeks, but um, like during training camp, right up to the first game, because like I just was not, I was not clicking with it. But like you know, Coach Cam, Coach B, they're like, no, you got to click. Like this is this is honestly one of the best um, uh, defensive back positions on the team. You should be honored. Like you shouldn't hate it. Mm-hmm. And I remember just I, saw, I had some like difficulty, um, you know, just getting getting the getting the plays and getting like the the formations and all that. And Coach V, the day before our first game against York, he sat down with me. Or actually, sorry, he he was messaging me on on Facebook. And we were just going going back and forth about the plays. Like he was like uh, giving me scenarios, and he's just really helped me with it. And you know that that was my first game, and I actually got a pick six. So yeah, so, shout out Coach V for that man. Nice yeah. highlight on that. Yeah. And and then you know you came back and what the pick six was that at York? Yeah, York. Yeah. And and then did you have another pick six that season? Um, did I? Yeah, Western. What, yeah, did, yeah. I had one. I had one in, in uh, against Western. And that was 2015, right? <laughs> yeah, 2015 was uh, the playoff game. Okay, yeah. okay. And then come 2016, obviously that was a, a huge year for you. You you got the the All Canadian nod and uh, broke a couple records. Yeah, broke a career um, return yards for interceptions and season return yards for interceptions, and I think I tied. I'm like fourth for most interceptions in a season at Laurier or something like that. Let's go. And three, four pick sixes that year too? I had I had one against Toronto, York. Uh, Poor York. Yeah. 
Yeah, York was York was getting it, but um, no, I think I think I only had two. I had a fumble recovery against for a touchdown against Montreal. But I don't yeah, and and you know that was the year we won Yates, and the the team was you know oh, loaded. Yeah, that Guelph pick, the one-handed. One. Oh yeah, that Guelph pick. Oh my that god, that counts. That counts for six. I don't care. Yeah. What league, what rule you need to pull, that's six. That's points <laughs> on the board, literally. Or like the reactions of the dudes who were right there, like Godfrey and Matt. Yeah, <laughs> literally, they're just like, what What just happened? Did you do all monkey emojis, man. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I was more confused than them, bro. I'm like, how the heck did I pull this thing in? Bro? Like, Heavy. <laughs> and, you know, that brings us kind of to the next thing in that very same game. You know, that you fuck, whoa. You got another big hurdle thrown right in your face. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I uh, brought back the second pick, and I was about to bring that one to the house. And then I seen, um, who was it, James Roberts. He was kind of coming on a the little diagonal angle. He was, he was trying to cut me off. So I wanted to just cut and bring it back inside so I can so I can get to the end zone. And right when I planted, I just felt my whole knee just shift. And, like, I just fell to the ground. Fumbled mm-hmm. the ball. I didn't call it. But, you know, my whole knee shifted. And um, it didn't hurt. But it was just more so that I knew – I knew it was a torn ACL. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, you had done it before. So, like, when it happened, were you kind of like, oh, I know this. I was on the ground. I was was screaming. I'm like, not again, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that kind of sucked. Yeah, heavy. My dad came came into the locker room after, and uh, he was looking at me. I was kind of, like, you know, really sad. I wasn't in tears yet. He kind of started getting in tears, so it made me start kind of Yeah. The man just, he just sauced me. Sauce me 200 bones. I'm like, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that would definitely soften soften it a bit for yeah, sure. Like I, can, I can feel the ACL a little bit. You know, after coming in on that and then finding that success and then having it happen again, that's definitely a taste, uh, like a, a little bittersweet tease of, oh, of yeah. football for sure. But that's that's the sport, I guess. And that's the name of the game, you know? Literally. And, and Tanner, you had, you know, after your kind of journey and through the defense – worked your way up into a couple starting positions and starting roles and started a couple games for, for us. But you also had a couple like big injury hurdles. Like didn't you tear your groin like two or three times? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was just like the, the groin was one time uh, that was in 2017. Oh, okay. We were playing against Western and uh, I was the dime, I think that year. And yeah, yeah I had an open run at him and uh, he bounced out and I just like, misstepped I guess and I just felt like I don't like honestly in that general region the groin region once you feel something everything's gonna shut down you know what I mean like I took myself out of the play there yeah that sharp pain and then I tried to get it wrapped and like coming I played like two more series yeah I remember that I remember that because we hadn't really like looked at it like we just like you know I felt something go I kind of hit flexor go earlier in the game so I was like you know I just pulled something but just wrap it and I'll go Mm -hmm. so I was like riding the bike with like a wrap on I'm like it's tight but like we can go and so I I think I ran uh merchant out of bounds one play and like my leg was like hanging so (laughs) I I, you know went in for the half and yeah test and sure enough like like my groin was like fully gone and then you go through the process, figure out like it was fully like ruptured. So it's not like a surgery or anything. It's just kind of like give it time and then work your way back. So yeah, that's, that's what it was. And um, yeah, then 20, yeah, 2017 was kind of like, like that was up, that was week five. So then I came back for the Yates just because I to, like, I just like 
wrapped it and played and uh yeah so i think i redid it a little bit that day <laughs> yeah for sure for sure um honestly like we got we got destroyed in that game uh by that i don't think that western team ever lost but mm-hmm. um, yeah that was a, that was a crazy little western team they, yeah hats off to that like as a fan of the sport football like you have to give credit where it's due in a in a in a bowl game essentially (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but yeah so i was like in garbage time like playing um playing like half like or corner on like the gunner on punt return yeah uh the guy i like blocked him i i got him out of bounds or something like that and then i just felt like my leg kind of like reach a bit and felt Mm -hmm. again so my my whole off season then was just like rehab you know, like rehab get back to running again then get back to like lifting again yeah for yeah. sure um and when was your last year with laurier tanner uh so i then i played 2018 with laurier as well um, yeah then i got i broke my ankle in the preseason game yeah uh back a couple weeks later uh played a bit and then winter camp and then i left laurier i graduated so. yeah for sure and that that season after in the fall you played for the london bee feeders right uh so actually i i left laurier uh i think in like january or february and then i went to italy to play okay that was before that was before yeah that was a couple months uh so i signed like a pro contract out there um went out there as like an import player um like a European import because like I've got my British citizenship and stuff. So oh crap, I didn't know that. Maybe yeah, so that was uh, a hell of an experience too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that was 2018, 2019, beginning of 2019. Yeah, yeah. And then from there, you came back from playing in Italy and played for the Beefs. Yeah, London Beef Eaters, uh, Beef Boys. <laughs> got got the Ontario Championship or yeah, yeah. That's. Uh... Them beef boys are the champs now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, but it was weird because when I was at Western, like the beef eaters, like you didn't want to be put to the beefs. You know what I mean? That many, yeah. Like off the off the roster, kind of a red shirt, like. And so the beefs had this like bad connotation to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I came back from Italy, like I got a call from Jesse Maddox, who was the coach who just signed on, and he was like, "Look, dude, I know this doesn't sound appealing, but I want you to come play for beef eaters. Like, it's not." what it was we're literally getting new uniforms flipping the whole thing over and we're gonna win a championship if we can get you to come play for us so it's like all right mm-hmm. what happens did, did I, feel, that. I feel like that's the that's how cgfl is though like a lot of guys kind of you know kind of look down upon it but like man cgfl got, got some good players yeah for sure and and like, i i think they're doing that like an improvement to the whole league like oh. yeah i uh i hope so i mean like i know the the twin cities like kw kind of had a team yeah like, you just think of the opportunity it could have like pulling from practice rosters too like we oh, for had sure had like four or five guys that came over from western's uh pr like guys who were red shirts mm-hmm. and, like you know like these are good football players these are guys who are recruited by like everybody in the country oh yeah or and, even so, just guys who are nasty in high school and and you know didn't go the university route just based off of what they wanted to do and they can still play some good competitive ball and you know you got an all canadian nod from from that season right and yeah yeah and yeah i just think yeah. like i don't know it's it's all football you know if you if you ball you ball and <laughs> there's not much else to it <laughs> Like, yeah uh, looking for opportunity what what more opportunity is there than like a club who's itching for players and like oh for sure anything they can get you know like so for sure and mal 
you came back your first season after injury was 2018? Yeah, 2018. Okay, okay. And would you say during that season, like, you felt any of the lingering effects from, from that? Um, man, honestly, that was, like, one of the hardest, like, rehabs mentally and physically. So I, I know I could have done a little bit more, um, you know, rehabbing and getting my body into shape. But, like, I, it was just it – was, it, was, it, was it was a toll on me because, you know, I had yeah. to just, – just having my second ACL and coming off, like, a, a crazy season that I did – you know, it kind of really, um, I kind of really got out of the football mode. Yeah. And you and Dan were, were both living together and both tore your ACLs, right? Yeah. 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 We were kind of, we were kind of slobbing it up and just like not doing, not, not doing <laughs> that much, man. We were well, just pretty tough to stay motivated in a situation like that. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. But you know, um, yeah. So I, I came back to Windsor and I, and I rehabbed, I got down to 205 because at one point I was like 230, man. And I play at like 190. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I got KPS. Down yeah, KPS King Performance uh, Systems in Windsor. Shout out, shout out, Jake. Um, but yeah, got me down to 205, and I was uh, I was feeling pretty good. But then I kind of I came back up in August, and I don't know what happened. I think there might have been a deal on Uber Eats or something. But <laughs> I put that weight right back on, man. <laughs> and like we started training camp. I think I was 230. Got down to 215 before training camp, and I had a big old brace too. So that wasn't, that wasn't helping mm-hmm. and just that during that whole season season I had, I was like, I was, wasn't, it wasn't my best season, you know? Um, I tried to make it work. It was, it was definitely difficult, but you mm-hmm. know, the knee, was, the knee was feeling fine. It was really just the weight and um, you know, just my mental, my mental really wasn't in it. Yeah, for sure. But like, Hey, that's just part of the journey. Right. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. you know, you, you still, you know, made some pretty big plays that season. Um, and so that was 2019 uh, or 2018 that season. Yeah, and then 2019, you yeah. came back and, and, you know, showed out for yeah. sure. Um, had a really good off season and definitely came in different. Mm, yeah. Cause that was my uh, 2018. That was my draft year. So, um, you know, I got, I got really in shape. I dropped all the way down to, to 193. You know, I thought I had a, a all right combine, but. Um, Did you guys have the same combine? No, I was a year. No, I was. Tanner, you were in What? Oh, did we have? No, we didn't have the same. Oh, you were the year after. Year no, before. Yeah. Yeah. I was year before, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I was I was with, uh, what, Robbie, Scott, Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trayvon, those those guys. Um, yeah. Kirk, all them. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought we showed out. Um, did our thing, but you know, a lot of the a lot of the teams weren't gonna go off of just my. 2016 tape 2015 tape you know they wanted to see what I was doing recently and they seen what I put down on the field was not to what I was doing so they thought that my knee they wanted to see me you know have another year of what I could do you know see if my knee is actually you know um healed up and see mm-hmm. if I can perform like I was in 2016 2015 so uh yeah I didn't get drafted but you know I came back so yeah, and and in that year you came back, you definitely showed out, and then got some interest, and ended up getting getting the call from Calgary. Yeah, how how is that process? It's good, you know this uh the COVID COVID stuff's kind of halting everything, but uh, for you know, sure that was definitely a uh, man. That was that was so super exciting, man. Hearing that call, especially from my agent, like you know he was he's been with me since since my second year that's when he first uh started talking to me so uh it was kind of a it was a long journey for both of us and just you know getting that call and and you know getting that that sign was uh was super big for us 
Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, after facing like two ACL tears and, and, you know, the, the baggage and burdens that come with that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, getting there probably was that much sweeter. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. And, and Tanner, you, you know, had, had an uphill battle yourself too, you know, with, with injuries, uh, certain challenges, other things. And, and then you, you went to Italy and then, uh, in the CJFL and then, you know, got a pick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of just been a process, you know what I mean? Like you, you don't really think about the outcomes or like what's, what's next. You just kind of go with where you're at and roll with the punches. You know what I mean? Like that's all you can do. For so sure. like when I, when I left Laurier, I had no idea where I was going to play. Like I had, I hadn't signed. I, I had no idea. I just knew I was leaving Laurier, uh, like my credits lined up so I could graduate. And like, I just knew I had to kind of like turn the page. Cause like, I don't know. You, you, once you, once you get hurt a few times and like, once you spend some time on IR, like there's a certain amount of trust that is lost from the coaches to know that you're going to be there late mm-hmm. games, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I just, I just felt I needed a clean slate. So to go to Italy gave me that. Um, and that was kind of weird. Cause like I went from being like only speaking to Laurier people for three, four years to then, Mm -hmm. you know, you make a profile on this website and then you got teams from Poland calling you (laughs) (laughs) and like, you know, they want to know what you've been up to and stuff. So I ended up going out to Italy and playing. And then once I came back, like, again, it was like somebody called me, I picked up and, you know, reported when I was asked. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. This one is like very much the same. Like I'm, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, over the moon to be drafted like that's what I've wanted my entire life like since I started playing this sport at like fourth grade like but again like it's just like I I still have you know I still have to show up still have to do what I have yeah for sure they put this like trust in me to like perform and I if I don't perform then there's no use even big time man big time and and you said said it to me one time in the gym a couple weeks ago like throughout that process like no matter what you just got to kind of believe in yourself and and you know it's not about what anyone else thinks or or says it's just you know what are you going to do about it kind of thing and and you definitely took that like Mm -hmm. and and also when you're in Italy like you could definitely kind of tell from like an outsider friend of yours perspective like when you were there like you low-key kind of fell in love with the game again like it it kind of sparked you up yeah man like they had me playing quarterback and like like so we were I was like this, it was American football. So I was a strong safety and we were like, we were all cover one and zero. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you know, we would never like zone up. I was always like playing like literally like within 15 yards and just coming downhill and hitting people. That's and, fun football, man. They put in like read option packages for me to play quarterback. And I was like, damn. Like, yeah. You know, like a couple nice you, highlights. Yeah. Once you put your like heart into like doing this thing and like, somebody else vibes on it like the coaches like vibed on what i was doing like and they let you run with it wow like, you can, yeah you can have a ton of fun oh heavy heavy I, I say the same thing about beef eaters like they just like like i got uh i got one one unsportsmanlike conduct penalty per game not unsportsmanlike conduct but like a 15 yarder per game yeah yeah uh, and it was usually for like targeting or like leading with the head or like yeah. this receiver and uh my coaches wouldn't really grief me about it just because like they were like that's that's hard hitting football you know what i mean like yeah like kind of one thing we all learned through coach v is like you know like that's a bang bang football play (laughs) yeah that's a bang bang oh yeah that's sometimes nothing beats that (laughs) yeah exactly exactly 
And and then, you know, after that journey, getting the call, it's surreal. Just the same, you know, probably crazy bittersweet or not bittersweet, but like that much sweeter. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like there's a lot of people um, who like, you know, were chosen before me and all that. But like, it's all I can control is what I control. And Oh, I- for sure. And, and you know, it's it's not an easy journey as a Canadian player in the first place, let alone when you have uh, multiple very difficult challenges to overcome like the both of you guys have had and and again that brings us back to why the both of you are on this episode like um from a a younger guy who who played on the team you know both you guys getting into the league is like extremely motivating like i said earlier let alone you know younger football players hearing stories like that of of canadian guys getting into the league through different routes um in hindsight like is it kind of like extra cool just to kind of uh you know be friends and and realize that together like you guys both made it and then you guys both had you know your own journeys and through those struggles you can kind of realize that there are other guys you know in in their own struggles you know pushing on just the same as you oh yeah man what i what i seen Tanner's name pop up because I was watching this. I was watching that draft. When I seen Tanner's name pop up, bro, I felt like I got drafted because I've seen this guy's journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, you know, just come coming from Western, coming here. You know, having all the injuries, just going through the trials and tribulations just of life in general. You know what I'm saying? And then and then going to Italy, coming back. Like, yeah. You know, that's, playing that's, in the CJ and, and getting yeah, a pick out of that league, like. That's not only big for you, but like that league in general, like someone getting drafted off a season in that league, like shows that like you you can get there from that league for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just like, you know, looking back on all of it, like it's just so important, like the things they tell you, like surround yourself with like-minded people or like people with the same goals. You know what I mean? Like consistently I was surrounded by like, you know, like even Malcolm, like, yeah, he's a dude who was injured sometimes. And I was a dude in his circle that was injured sometimes, but yeah, when there was a question of doubt, like we always kept each other on track. Like the whole group did, you know what I mean? My roommates, like Brendan, Brian, like those guys, Malcolm, you lived with like Godfrey, you know, like like-minded people who just had the same goals to get to the same place. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, that was always like a huge factor for me was just like, making sure I always had like, like a close eye on the guys who were doing the right things and like mm-hmm. doing what they could do to, to better themselves and get themselves to that position. Even if I was like in pieces, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And that's so huge as a younger player is, is, you know, paying attention to the habits of the people who are having success. Like mm-hmm. there's no, you know, usually there's no secret of, of why the people who are successful are successful. Like obviously some people just have certain things that are crazy, but you know, they've put in the work to get to where they are and, and earn the, the right and the responsibility to do certain things. Yeah, um, definitely. definitely. But, but either way, like it's been it's been definitely crazy. And like I said, like, I think the, the game of football in general is on the rise in, in Canada. So I, I hope to see, you know, more more players, uh, Canadian born players in the C, CFL and that ratio changing over the years. And, and, you know, stories like this is kind of an attestment to that because or a testament to that. You can, you can get there indefinitely many different ways. So, you know, if, if we're wrapping this up, um, I always like to end it on, on, you know, um, advice for, for young guys. Cause like I said, there, there are some young guys who are listening to this and uh, I've gotten a couple messages and, and it's pretty cool to hear that 
uh, younger Canadian football players can learn from from journeys like your guys. So what, what would you guys say to a, a young player, uh, you know, just kind of as a testament to the process? I would say, uh, you know, a lot of us want to, you know, get to the NCAA when we're in high school, you know, want to play D1. But honestly, don't don't shut your options to Canadian football. Like I was a guy that I wanted to come here for a couple of years. I seen Courtney Stevens do it. You know, I wanted to come here a couple of years and then I wanted to transfer, but you know, just being here and the process and, and, and just, um, you know, playing Canadian football, you know, you want to go like, and, and being able to then go and play Canadian football in the league, you know, um, Canadian football, it's, it's great, man. It's a great game. And, um, you know, I just, just stick, stick with it. Don't, don't just have your, you have your eyes set on going D1, you know, also, also look look back home you know what i'm saying for sure and and tanner what about you man um i guess like i don't know just you know like it for for young guys it's it's easy to think like your problems are the biggest thing ever and like you know you're the first th- person to face this and that and the other but like you know i find comfort in knowing that your like my own problems i'm not the first person to experience these things you know what i mean so when I faced injuries, I was able to speak to Nakis or Calver or anybody, Malcolm, anybody older than me, Isaiah, anybody, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I was worrying about playing time and, you know, like when you first get put on specials, you're like, damn, I'm on specials. Mm-hmm. And then you'd speak to a teamer and they're like, man, you gotta love that. Yeah. And now, you know, I'm getting to be a teamer, you know what I mean? And like, I love it now, you know, mm-hmm. so, just like, trust the people ahead of you trust the people who have done this thing before like trust your coaches trust your vets learn yeah. from them. like learn and trust the process don't just think you know better don't 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 talk the way curly talks because you want to talk like curly like put yeah. in to be yeah. like curly and then start talking like curly you know what i mean yeah I'm a, good way a big talker but like it's just easy to look the part you know yeah, like, oh, there's, yeah there's a lot of guys that come in here and they they're expecting to start day one, you know, like yeah. on the high school team. And it's a big reality check because like right away, you're, gonna, you're probably not going to play, man. You're probably not going to be a first year starter. You're probably going to be on practice roster. And you're not just like, a lot of people just give up, like trust yeah. and learn, like learn yeah. from your teammates, learn from everybody around you. Curly had to put a lot of work in, you know, when, when the lights were off, like just even off the field, just, uh, you know, and and on the field too like like he he made things happen to get to where he was and and i told i love that point you know like it's easy to 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 talk it but the the actions are are definitely a different thing so um uh we're we're low on time here so um i just want to thank you guys both for for coming on here it it was a great episode and i I really think a, a lot of people will enjoy it and be able to take take the lessons that you guys learned and, and kind of apply it to their own lives. So, so thank you boys. Thanks again for having us again. This has been wicked, man. And you know, keep on rocking. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And that is it for the first season of the Laurier football podcast. We will be back in the new year and thank you guys so much for listening up until this point and have a great holidays.